0: This podcast is brought to you by Shay and Jayla. You no, know, Jayla. A lot of people ask us how they can
1: help us grow our podcast. You can like, comment, share, rate, or subscribe to us.
0: Yep. And if you go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five star rating and just a simple word comment, that helps us be seen more by other Why Notters out there.
1: Absolutely. Keep listening, and we appreciate you. Thank you. everyone says you need to know an attorney boy are they ever right and we have another sponsor shay we are big time robinson law offices located in downtown wheeling 1140 main street i've heard they're pretty cute (laughs) they're pretty cute too that seems to be our shtick. absolutely so if you need some great representation in the wheeling area please give them a call and as always thank you for listening thank you for listening take
2: care (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the Ask Yourself Why Not podcast. This is take two. This is Shay here. Um, it is a bright and early morning, and it's just me today because Jayla's family is down with the stomach flu. But we have a special guest this morning with Miss Ashley Yater. Welcome.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you. It's Ashley Verma over here in the UK because I am a married woman, but um, in the Ohio Valley area, I would be known as Ashley Yater.
0: That is how people around here know you for sure. I always wonder, I'm like, what, would I change my name again? I'm not sure. I think about it now. I wonder if our kids will change their name if they ever get married. I
2: mean, if my husband was sitting here right now, he would be like, absolutely not. Like <laughs> she, You know, Adia will definitely not be changing her name. She is a Verma.
1: Um,
2: <laughs> uh, for me, you know what, like I, I, yeah, I mean, it, to me it just felt right and um yeah. so I made the change
0: yeah yeah it's one of those things I it was the same thing with me like I, I didn't even think about it twice um but I do wonder future generations what will they how will they feel about it
2: Um or they'll do that double barrel situation
0: yeah they could absolutely so everybody that is from the Ohio Valley not everybody but most people may know you because you're sort of local I would say known local famous um Ashley and I danced together at a studio called Dance Dimensions that's no longer around. And then you always had big dreams. So you ended up going um, to New York right after school, right? Did you go to college in Buffalo for a little bit and then went to New York City?
2: Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely right, Shay. Um, I went to University of Buffalo uh, for a musical theater. I went went there on a musical theater uh, scholarship and did not want to go. I actually went kicking and screaming. Yeah. Um, Didn't want anything to do with school. And I think that any sort of guidance counselor at Wheeling Park High School could attest to this because I was so anti-school. And I went and then started taking the Greyhound bus into New York City every chance I could and then I booked Footloose the Broadway national tour of that and I dropped out of school
0: that's awesome I love (laughs) see I love that story and people that you hear that like are really passionate about their dreams what they do it's almost like there's no backup plan you know what I mean no I
2: had no backup plan I mean there I mean my my parents through and through wanted my brother and I to go to university and get the accreditation and you know do the things that they didn't want to do but my parents also wanted us to get the hell out yeah they wanted us to just kind of grow expand our wings and fly and not just be settled where we were born and bred and there's nothing wrong with that like yeah. there just isn't but because we were so non-stop as kids and we traveled so much with what we did and with what we loved that they always pushed upon us to just keep going keep going keep going um school for me i mean i ended up like i had an f in ballet like ballet was my jam yeah i was ballet because i never went to class i literally spent more time on a greyhound bus going into New York City and changing at the Port Authority and then going to auditions than I did going to ballet class. I'm sorry, Mr. Bill, if you are listening <laughs> from University of Buffalo, but you know, I just failed it. But um, yeah, it's not for for everyone, but um, okay. back to what you had said about, you know, just going after it. Yeah, I've done that from a very, very early age.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and that is um, a, a gift because your passions end up changing as you get older. You can't imagine that they were ever going to change, I'm sure, when you were 19, but they do, right? Because you you they continue, do. yeah. Like, a little different of a person um, from the time you're 19 to 39 or 40 or however, however old we are now. 41, God.
2: 41, hey!
0: Um, but I think what's cool about your story, too, is you took, because after you kind of did your Broadway dancing career, you got into fitness as well, and you kind of developed a business based out of that as well. So was it kind of the same pathway or like what brought you towards, you know, going that route?
2: So, I I mean, this is like really rewinding it back to when I was in New York, um, I was in a show called The Producers, and I started out in the tour and did it globally, and then I ended up clawing my way. And I, and I literally clawed my way into the Broadway production. And I still found myself very unfulfilled and needing an outlet. So the gym was always an outlet of mine. And, um, it was kind of like my safe space and taking anything from Zumba to like boxing and cross mm-hmm. like CrossFit stuff, like anything and everything to just like go and get out that energy. I was so there for it. Um, I got random jobs as like side side hustle of like a little extra income working at a gym and working the front desk. Um, then I did to pay for my membership. And then I looked into getting personal trained certified and group fitness certified. And this is all while doing shows. So yeah. I, I got this bug and this added love of something that I felt very much a part of a community and was just invested in it. And In 2000, I want to say it was like towards the end, like actually training was around August, I think of 2008. I was hired at Physique 57, which was like the hottest bar studio in in New York City. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got hired there and I just loved it. I mean listen, I'll be like full transparency. I made, I collected peanuts with that job, but there was something about being in that room with this collective group of women that was so empowering, so uplifting. I could never say no to it. Yeah. I would literally teach 15 to 22 hours worth of classes a week and still do eight shows a week on Broadway. Like I yeah. literally, it was it was fire in my engine and I loved it. it was giving me um, energy. It gave me so much energy, but it all.
1: What?
2: Yeah, so um, I, I signed up to it and I fell in love with teaching group fitness and it's Then transpired into years of teaching and growing myself not only as a group trainer, but also as a personal trainer. And um, yeah, so when I met my now husband and fell in love and all that stuff and decided that we were going to make the move to London, I was kind of on the outs in my head, in my body with Broadway. Um, I had already done um, about 16 years performing in Broadway shows and... I was just kind of like, there, there's like there's a new chapter. There's something that I want, something else that I want to be doing. And I think that it is building my own business. And right. to be very, very honest with you, um, I went to Physique 57 and sat with them. And we talked about franchising and, you know, me taking the business over to London and all that. And it was not the best of conversations. And, nice. you know, they... <laughs> They, they slapped me with a, um, a non-disclosure and a non-compete oh and gosh. it just was not can you hear me yes I can okay <laughs> um, they, they, they weren't coming from the most uh, empowering um, perspective if you will and I sat down with Ricky and was like this is not the way that we're going to be going this is I want to do my own thing. And he was a thousand percent behind it. So I moved to London in twenty January 2016, literally hit the ground run, running, trying to build a business and meet people. Cause I didn't know anyone over here.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. So just hustled and got the business into different. So like it's you know, like partnerships. Like I did a lot of different collaborations with much bigger brands than me that you know, took on me as, oh, we like her energy. So let's just bring her in and have her teach. And so that's how really it started to grow the business. And, oh, it's funny because looking back, the original brand was defined by Ashley (laughs) Yater. It's
0: hard to find your original brand, I feel like. Like, people are like, find your brand. But you just sort of have to start somewhere, and then it evolves from there, I'm sure.
2: No, massively. Absolutely. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with rebranding and rebranding to, yeah. until you find the right fit and the right voice and the right font and color and all of it. And yeah, the reason why we evolved it to define London is because... I always wanted to have multiple sites. I always yeah. wanted to have a family. I always I always wanted to do it all, right? Like right. like any woman, like any woman on this planet. So keep calling it Define London made it something where it was a space where you can get one heck of a great workout, inspire your body, but it could be with any of our highly qualified and trained instructors. It just wasn't about the Ashley Gator, Ashley Verma show. Right. So which is why we went that route. And I'm proud that we did because, you know, we have a very strong um, instructor um, group right now. And, you know, we have clients that follow them and love them and, you know, that's, it it brings them a sense of community to it and it's empowering for everyone that is within this platform.
0: Yeah, I think um, I have taken a couple of the online courses. So just so everybody knows this is offered in person, as well as online. And they're not just bar classes, but I've taken a couple of your mat classes. And then I did a strength one the other day. So they're just like a combination of workouts and they hurt like a bitch. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah, they you. do.
2: Right? They, they so like
0: do. so just Don't I
2: must... do them hungover.
0: Oh God, no. It's just that tedious, um, isolated movement. Repetition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that in like does, is it good for your pelvic floor, I'm assuming?
2: Oh, God, yeah. No, I, I actually did the workouts clear up until the week I had Adia. Okay. Um, I, you know, everything that we do is centered. You can do for pre-postnatal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great for rehab. It's it's low impact to the joints, but my God, is it a bang for the buck for the muscles and all your stabilizers and all the things that really help to support the bigger being of your body.
0: So when you had your baby in the UK, did they see someone had told me, like, it's probably better for the pelvic floor in the UK, because did you have a midwife? And then a and a and then B, did you go to pelvic floor therapy after you had your baby? Or no,
2: I've never had. Well, unfortunately, I've never had a follow up from my doctor. Oh, uh, it's actually kidding. a very sore subject, Shay. But if you just want kidding. to get into it, I am happy to. We don't need to um, go down
0: that. I, I those are the rumors you hear over here that it's
2: you know what, yeah. I, I think that healthcare over here, I mean, listen, healthcare workers, full stop, globally, um, have stepped up to the plate of, you know, helping us to get through a global pandemic, and I mm-hmm. applaud and I raise my hands of high praise to sure. anyone that works in any sort of, um, you know, healthcare provider. Um, with my journey, I had an elective uh, C-section, that's what I wanted, mm-hmm. Um I felt like that I could personally handle the the aftermath, if you will, and get myself back to being strong, and I understood that mentally, what my body could do, and I was strengthening myself my entire way through my pregnancy, so that on the other side, I could, A, take my time, but B, invest and get my body back to the strength that it was prior to having Adia. Um, when I had Adia, it was four weeks before we went into a full lockdown in London. Wow. Um, I feel like we were a bit stricter over here, not that it's a competition, but. Mm-hmm.
0: I oh, we were I agree. With the COVID rules yeah. And
2: everything. Um, yeah. So.
0: Well, you're in a big city, we too. Lo- you know.
2: Yeah. Well, we went into lockdown. Um, I mean, it, it's. I, I just had no follow up, and I was in wow. such a. Holy shit, what am I going to do with my business? I have bricks and mortar bills to pay. Yeah. I mean, this is down to your cleaning service, your like your hand dryers in the bathroom, your ADT. I mean, you name it. Oh, like, yeah. Those bills do not go away. I did not get a flying F about my cesarean and my recovery when we went into lockdown. All I cared about was my business alongside Adia being healthy, happy, and thriving. Yeah. So my own personal care and my own pelvic floor cut. Kind
1: of
0: absolutely, went out. absolutely. Went so, out the wall. when oh did my my you God. have her in the pandemic? Like, what month?
2: I had her. I literally had her four weeks prior. Like, my oh my, my mom God. was here for it. Oh, that's good. I remember. Yeah, Who which was, was great. Remember? And yeah. everyone was allowed to be in the hospital, and that was wonderful. And my mom was here because my husband had to go back to Uganda, and I just remember like he called and was like, I'm coming home. We need to get your mom on an earlier flight. She needs to get back home or she's mm. going to be stuck with us. Like, not that it's a bad thing, but like she's going to be stuck in London for the foreseeable future.
0: Right. Oh my so gosh.
2: We, I think she got on like one of the last planes out and my husband got back to the UK on one of the last planes into the UK from Uganda. And um, that was it. And yeah, it's, um, you know, you're you're kind of like you're you're how you see yourself coming out of having a baby and the journey of that is like you can plan all you want, but literally, like from speaking from my experience and the people that I've spoken to, it's literally confetti in the air and mm. air, and you just kind of like go with it.
0: My brother, they had a baby in the pandemic too, like in April, and this is crazy. Her third C-section. Okay, so this was their third baby. She was home the next day. They just. It was, you know, there was just so much fear around keeping you in the hospital. And their little guy had, like, swallowed meconium and had – he ended up being okay, but he has all kind of, like, allergy issues. And they they sort of wonder if it wasn't due to, like, the birth experience and stuff. But um, that is not your typical birth experience and not to mention, like, the emotions that come from being locked up with your newborn and with no way, you know, to escape for – for a while
2: yeah you know what well, I I, I think mental health for um for for pre and
1: postnatal I, I think mental health is really not discussed all oh that often God, at and, all yeah
2: and it's it's like it's like talking about to be honest it's just like talking about a miscarriage We just don't want to really talk about it right. it's something that we especially as women kind of put on the back burner and it's like with anything, when it comes to women and periods and all that, it's like you suffer in silence because, yeah. like, it's a topic that kind of makes people uncomfortable. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's it's wild what what we as women do go through with with. With childbirth and everything, but you know when you add that pandemic to it, holy oh, hell! Yeah, that's ne- the next I, level. You know, it, it's taken me, for instance, like a very long time. My mental health is mm-hmm. still not a thousand percent back, and and I and I actually would say that my mental health, I don't think, is still back to where I once thought it was fine. And this mm-hmm. goes back to when my dad passed, and yeah. I mean, he passed in twenty eighteen. Like when you get hard hit hard with something. And I, and I think it's okay. You, you, you have to take your time and you have to like navigate through it the best that you can. And maybe it's not right then and there. Maybe it's a few years from then. Yeah. So
0: that is how I know. got into all this like mindfulness, self-help kind of stuff. Because after I had had, I think my son for sure, I got like chronic hives and then I started getting shingles and I was like, oh my God, like I'm a freaking mess here, but it was just the mental health of being thrown into parenthood, working full time, all the things that come with that phase of life, not to mention like all the hormones, all the expectations that are put on you. And there's no discussion around, you know, how to handle it, the tools to handle it. And I'm really grateful that we live in the type of world that we live in now where you can stumble upon things that kind of help um but like after discovering this kind of like self-help world it it really was life-changing for me so that's kind of why we started the podcast Jayla was in a similar boat she had lost her mom um a few years ago that kind of set her on this journey and then i i had lost my dad too last may so it is it's like big stuff that happens in at this phase in your in your life but like the more you talk about it there's a ton of tools out there um you know you really can help yourself
1: and
2: yeah it, and i i will I, I have to say I, I do love the affirmations and everything that you're doing and you're posting like on instagram and stuff because it's it doesn't go unnoticed and you know mm-hmm. know that it does brighten and help people even if they like when when they see you know the affirmations and stuff that get posted by people that they follow like i follow you it's mm-hmm. it does make you stop and go oh and you can kind of yeah. like breathe into it and and that's such an important thing with mental health that You do have moments of you breathe into it. You're not every day is going to be your greatest and not every day you can give your thousand percent. I mean, you have children. And so you, you have to give a little bit more that direction and, and it's tough. Right. And, you know, we have to find these outlets like a podcast, like friends and, and to create community to feel so that we feel as though we are never alone.
0: Yep. And then I think it's too, like for me, once, and I'm sure. Do you meditate and do those kinds of things, or do I you wish, try?
2: I wish. I I wish that I did. I, for me, I I know recently that I have been struggling really, really bad, and I just started to write a bit more, and yeah. that has been helping. Me too. That has been helping me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. I I don't find, and this is this is there's there's I know there's something in this. I don't find safety in stillness yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I'm with you. It takes a while to get there, but I think what it's done for me, and it's obviously like an accumulative thing, and journaling helps too, although I never did that. I never, I was not a great reader and a great journaler, and we're learning through my son that um, he has like dyslexia, like a a slight form of dyslexia that we're learning about. And I think I did too, and always considered myself to be like, dumb because I couldn't read well, but now I'm learning. I don't want him to like have those labels on himself, but like you learn a lot through your kids. But my point being is I never went to like reading or to writing or to any of those things, but they are very calming. And I think like what meditation does is it makes you feel more in control of your thoughts where you're like, okay, I see what these are. I recognize them more. Um, you know, Shay,
2: time. I I have to say, um, and I, I think it's wonderful that you're acknowledging it with your son now. Yeah. I my my parents put me in therapy at a very 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 young age. That's awesome, and and I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. And I, you know, we we went through a a time in our lives, and that was in my. Early to mid 20s, where I was dealing with a lot of depression and a lot of just like an eating disorder that I could not Aww, handle. Sorry. Yeah. And, and yeah, you know what? I, I think that's like kind of, you know, in the dance world, especially, you just yeah. kind of like go through it, right? And, you know, when you have contracts that literally state in them, if you do not fit into your costume, you will be immediately terminated from oh your my show. God, like, I'm mean, pretty sure. There is, there's such, and it, and it exists. And I can't I mean,
0: believe that exists. I cannot believe that exists. It does, and it, exists. Still, and it
2: still does. But what I'm getting at is I think that as parents, it's a tough pill to swallow that mm-hmm. perhaps your child does need help. And mm-hmm. what I'm thankful for is that my parents knew at a very young age, before I even got into my 20s, that I needed a little guidance, not from them because I... Was so headstrong. Yeah, you that I needed, right. I needed guidance from someone else that was at third party that would just simply like sit, listen, and take it in. And
0: well, sure
2: yeah. enough. I mean, I was young, and I think that it's for for parents to hear that it's okay. That doesn't mean that you're failing as a parent. It means that you're providing the right tools for your kids to thrive. And I was yeah. very lucky in the that my parents acknowledged it and mm-hmm. knew they could at the time absolutely freaking not like -hmm. but they they did it because they needed to provide the the tools for me to like get through the shit that I was going through at that time and it's the same for in in my 20s and again I'm 40 I'll be I'm 41 now I'll be 42 um coming up in November Mm -hmm. and you know I um it is it's it's okay like that that's, that's saying that saying is so true of it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and I, sure. I think that for anyone listening on your podcast, you know, I, I feel like your, your outreach is probably to a lot of moms, especially that yeah. are juggling so much. I think that, you know, you kind of have to live and breathe in that saying of it's okay to not be okay. And like process it, journal it, perhaps yep. talk to someone, listen to podcasts, find the tools and find the community that's going to support you because your mental health is, should be number one.
0: It's everything, and I think for someone like you that is a driver, and I'm a driver too. Like you know, you're, we're hard on ourselves, typically, right? Yeah, like we have yeah. high expectations, and sometimes it's never enough, and so therefore, like that self talk gets worse and worse and worse. But if you can get the tools from a young age to recognize that, I, I kudos to your parents. I think it's more common now. Like my company, they give us um twenty free. Um, counseling sessions, which I don't know if a lot of people take advantage of, but I I do, and I feel like it just gives you a do a different way to like frame something. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's really really helpful. Um, you know,
2: Shay, I have I yeah. have to share this because this is honestly is making me laugh inside. Yeah. I I can vividly remember as a kid, and I must have been six or seven. The mm-hmm. first time my parents took me into therapy mm-hmm. and I was throwing fits. Like I could not, I could not communicate. Like I was the, like, I, it was like coupled with like anger, anxiety, and then yeah. happiness. Like I could not separate each feeling. So Radio- they were just them. like, yeah, literally mm-hmm. like kids like a cannonball be, like being thrown. Mm-hmm. And I remember the therapist sitting there to my, and looking at my parents and just said, you need to take things away from her that makes her feel like a cannonball. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, what? And he, she was like, yeah, take away what makes her a cannonball. Hmm. And sure enough, I threw the biggest fit and I ran upstairs. It was like a few days later and I threw—I ran upstairs and I took that door and I slammed that door, Shay, so hard that the house rumbled because I didn't get my way, I didn't get my way. And I that, that door shook and I'm not kidding you. I came back from school. I think I must've been in the first grade because I was in school because I mm-hmm. came back from school and my door was gone. That's hilarious. And shame, I didn't have a door for a good year or two. I, it was, it was a long time. It was a very long time. I did not have a And I don't, I, I look back on that and we laugh. That is funny. Yeah. It was such a tool that taught me about how to compartmentalize feelings. And it was such a brave, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like such a brave thing that my parents did like looking back on it now. And like, I can only hope that for any parents out there that are struggling with helping their kids, Mm -hmm. I hope that they, they, they do take the, like what you were saying with the tools, um, you know, even even if they can't afford to go to a therapist, but there, there's a lot of free programs that are out there that help to support families.
0: Oh my gosh, 100%. And I think too, just learning to like regulate your emotions, not identify with them fully. Like I, I see it in my daughter too. She has, used to have like last, up until last year and she's six now. And sometimes I've learned with her, like she would have these massive tantrums. And I've learned with her that sometimes what will break it is I'll be like, do you just need a hug? you know that kind of yeah. thing and she just and in that moment doesn't quite know like you said it's a mixture of anger sadness whatever yeah. it is and they are big and long and that sometimes will break it for her. So, But that took a lot from us on the parenting side, too, because the, the part of you wants to be like, listen here, you little bitch, get your shit together kind of a thing. But yeah, hey, yeah. Oh, my
2: gosh. Oh, my gosh. All the words. All the words, Shay.
0: All the words. <laughs> All the words. Um, I did want to read this quote, and then we can kind of wrap things up. And hopefully we can talk again, you know, when Jayla can join us. I, I just enjoy, you know, our conversations. And I, I have this vision, too. I'm like, maybe one day. We could get a group of women from the Valley and we could come over to London and take your class and like do like a self-helpy thing. It would be kind of fun to plan something Oh, that like
1: would be that. so awesome.
0: Yeah, I love like that. get professional pictures, just have everybody feel really good about themselves. Um, but I, yeah. I, I have this secret app, which I really like, and I was going to read this quote from it because it was my one today. It's different ones every day. And I thought this was good. It says, um, when you look at yourself and feel a dissatisfaction about any part of you, you will continue to attract feelings of dissatisfaction because the law of mirrors um, back to you holds exactly what you are holding inside. Be in awe and wonder of the magnificence of you. And that reminded me of you because you're always doing like body positivity stuff. Ashley has um, a great Instagram account if you want to follow her. It's at Busy Mumsy. Is that how you say it, Mumsy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, that was it. Which is going to lead you into your next business adventure um, as well, and you can kind of talk about that a little bit if you wouldn't mind.
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, so I have I, I have to find London that we were chatting about, and it's my um, bar fitness studio here in central London, and we have the online platform going where you can work out with us via Zoom, which Shay has done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, we have the on-demand platform where you can work out with us at any time, anywhere. You just uh, subscribe for 19 pounds. But um, mm-hmm. after I had Adia, I, I I lost I lost myself. And as I said earlier, you know, I, all I focused on was not my own personal health or anything. I worried about my business and my baby, and yeah. I just kind of forgot about me. And I found myself to become a more and more sad inside. And all I felt like I was doing was giving to all these people via Zoom and just giving my my joy, my laughter, yeah. my love. Your energy. When I yeah. got down the computer, I actually forgot about... When, when was the last time I told myself that I loved myself? Yeah. When was the last time that I said, you know what, Ashley, you're doing a fucking good job. Excuse yep. my French. But, like, I think that we need to say that to each other. And I I honestly just lost my shit. Yep. And it was around... Um, probably by the end of 2020 where my husband was like you need you you need a new project you need like to get creative again because you are just you flatlined like I I kept on saying I'm a hamster wheel I'm a hamster wheel like I am the hamster wheel
0: those first that first year of being a mom is is that it's a hamster wheel. it's tough yeah
2: it is and you know I I was like, you're right, you're right. And he was like, why don't you try YouTube? Why don't you just try and start making mummy and me videos? And, like, so I essentially just started writing a business plan of what I would see me doing with Adia, and we would start vlogging and doing this, this thing. So in January, um, I kind of, like, shifted – into focusing on that. I knew that you had to like be ahead like eight weeks. Like YouTube mm-hmm. is bananas. Is it? By the way. And I can't, it's so I can't hard. figure it it's out. So hard. Okay. I, I honestly, I, I, I high five anyone that has become a YouTuber and yeah. is super successful because it is so hard to do. And, and the ones that do it are brilliant at it. Yeah. It is a lot of work. And if you don't know how to edit or anything, like I, out, I third partied it and had outsourced it. So it was a lot of money to get things video. Yeah. Edited. It's I'm draining like, oh, anyway,
0: to me. I, I'm like, I'd be like, Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I, I will have to say it was something that I really, really magically enjoyed with Adia and we had mm-hmm. so much fun and I felt pregnant again. And Mm -hmm. I ended up miscarrying, Mm -hmm. um, around 10 weeks and I had gone in for my, like, we were gonna do the harmony test, find out the gender and blah, 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 blah. And I, I had already miscarried. And so I had to, um, you know,
0: go through that whole process. yeah. And that's emotional up and down. That's hard to get That's a whole other podcast. Yes, it is. We did Um, a lot of fertility treatments. We could, yeah, we could go on.
2: But, um, yeah. but what I was getting at is I, I, I then lost myself again. <laughs> yeah. And I never really felt like I could talk to it to my husband. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I could talk about it with my mom, with my mother. I didn't feel like I talked to it about it with anyone. It was just an uncomfortable thing. So yeah. I retracted, I recoiled, and I went back to my hamster wheel. And I stopped Busy Mumsy completely in terms of what I wanted it to be. And leading to, um, I had a chat with a client. Boyfriend, um, in January about like and this is how I'm feeling. She said he's great with marketing and stuff. Like you, you know, you should just talk to him. I was like, you want me to talk to your boyfriend about marketing? Um, uh, oh, okay. Like what what do I have to lose here? Right. Right. So I, I had this lovely chat with a guy that I don't really know about. I'm feeling like I'm on a hamster wheel. I don't know what to do and how do I build back my confidence, mm-hmm. my being of what define is all the things. Because actually, start talking. Yeah. It's like do a podcast.
0: Oh my gosh! Yes, like, you're gonna be so good at this for sure.
2: Like, what a great freaking name! Like your YouTube. Yeah, you've got a thousand followers on it. Like that's not all. And if you like, want to
0: eventually add a video component to it, you certainly can because you'll have a community built from your podcast. Yeah.
2: It's so bizarre how people come into your life out of nowhere. Like literally, yeah. like poof. Oh, let me just like kind of like sit on your shoulder for a second and tell you that you have a voice, you have the connections and you have a story, so start talking. Yeah. It was that someone that's so out of my picture and out of my world and out of my hamster wheel that I was just kind of like, shit, like, okay. I started sketching and all of that and- You manifested it. (laughs) I manifested
0: it. Hell yes, you Um, did, I believe it.
2: I did. Um, Mm -hmm. So we are, I'm back on the bandwagon of Busy Mumsy. I don't know when this recording is going to come out, but we are launching the podcast of the Busy Mumsy on April twentieth.
0: Awesome! This one will probably come out on Friday because we are like a low budget operation where Jayla and I do it all ourselves, and usually we just record like the week of. um But so we this will be good like leading up to your launch. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. and you know, a voice right, and voices. You know, communities need to hear different perspectives and whatnot. And I clearly needed a different perspective from someone that literally poof came out of nowhere. And he made me start writing again. He made me yeah. As little does he know. I mean, he. I don't think he actually realizes Mm -hmm. what he had. Kind of like the fire that he kind of reignited in me that Mm -hmm. I only thought could come from like. A handful of people
0: in my circle well the I cool see. thing too about you is like if you look back to your six-year-old self who's like real fiery I think that's the thing that makes you successful in the things that you pursue now so it's good that that part of you you've figured out how to like push it forward for you and it'll be exciting like there's a really good book I listened to called the middle finger project and she was like whatever <laughs> it is that it's awesome it is freaking awesome um but She was like, whatever it is that you like to do, you can make a business out of it. Like if, if that is, like I had said, taking a group of awesome women over to London to take, you know, one of your former, former dance mates and good friends, um, class over there and then get professional pictures done. You can sell it and do it. And if it makes you feel good, go for it. So I think that I'm excited to listen to your podcast. Um, I know you're going to have awesome moms on there and, you know, through that community, you're going to impact continue to impact you know for the better so. so
2: you know what just like with what you're doing to have the dialogues and to have the um with the busy mumsy podcast it's with yes influential women that um have gone through the ups downs and all arounds of motherhood while juggling you know their success and their failures and um yeah. as business will um, be great know, whether big or small of like how how big of a fish you are or how small you are, it doesn't, at the end of the day, when it comes to parenting, it's it's about love and generosity filed and navigating. And, you know, High-fiving yeah. the big wins and, you know, freaking figuring out how you get through the day. And, you know, yeah, you're going to have some losses. And then you, you pick yourself up and do it all over tomorrow. So. Oh, absolutely.
0: And I feel like for myself, too, and someone like you that's an achiever, parenting will definitely humble you. <laughs> and you'll be like, I think I've had this figured <laughs> so, out. But you know what, Shay? it, I it does literally not. I was <laughs> in a meeting yesterday,
2: and I'm on Zoom, and I am, like, talking, talking about Busy Mumsy. And little little Adia crawls up on the table and before you know it she is falling off of the table and I <laughs> picked up the computer and caught her with my other hand yeah. and I swear to god I I mean I had a big tear after that meeting I was just like I, I, I got this I got this I got this. <laughs> this
0: yeah they teach us all the time I've really enjoyed it. our conversation do you have any why nots yeah. of the day anything you would say why not go try
2: Yeah, I always say this to my instructors um, when we went through training, and I was just like, rip off the Band-Aid, why not? Mm -hmm. You've got nothing to so much to gain.
0: Well, I have one, too. It would be, why not try one of Ashley's bar classes, or mat classes. Um, You can check her out on Define, and we'll put it in the show notes. And then I would also say, we read the high-five habit, which is all about like looking yourself in the mirror and high-fiving yourself and saying... You know, you're awesome. You're doing a good job. So I would say continue to do that, too, because it helps you more than you know. You know what I mean? I love that. So, but and thank you so much for joining us. This is the Ask Yourself Why Not podcast. Have a good one. Jayla, we have our first sponsor. We do. We do. And it's for your Teeth. teeth. We're always talking about smiling, right? Absolutely. Smiling usually helps you feel happy and more joy, so. Give a smile away. That's right, that's what they say. Um, So yeah, why not keep your smile healthy, right? Mm -hmm. So Pentino Dental can help you do that.
1: Located where?
0: 48258 is a new location, National Road, St. Clairsville, Ohio. Uh, You can check them out on pentinodental.com. They're also on Facebook and Instagram. They do family, cosmetic,
1: dentistry, so if you're thinking about getting a new set of veneers or something like that, they can hook you up. Absolutely, give Pentino Dental a call for all your dental needs. Yep, and he just happens to be a pretty cute dentist too. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with a friend or give us a great review. Yes, and also if you have an idea for a show, please
0: share it with us. We really love to know what our community um, thinks about
1: the episodes that we're creating as well. Yeah, what our listeners are enjoying listening to. Yeah, that really helps us create better content for you. Yeah, absolutely. As always, thank you for listening to the Ask Ask Yourself Why Not podcast.